and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the Movie Review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing, as this is February, I'm doing Fierce Females, which is my look at Wonder Woman, Tomb Raider 2018, and both Charles Angels movies. This week's podcast is Charles Angels Full Throttle, the insane Nuts the balls to the world sequel to one of my guilty pleasure movies, Charlie's Angels. If you thought Charles Angels was an insane B movie, then this one takes it to the max. Insane doesn't cover this one. I was pissed when not one of my college friends wanted to see this in the cinema back in 2003. So I had to finally watch it on DVD and it became one of my favourite Bugnuts B movies. So, strike that pose, answer that phone, and kick some ass. Here's Charlie's Angels a full throttle. With its $120 million budget, this thing pulled in $259 million. Starring Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Bernie Mac, Justin Theroux, Demi Moore, Crispin Glovin, Shia LaBeouf, and John Cleese. Directed by Mick G. The plot, the all-woman PI team, known as Charles Angels, of Natalie, Dylan and Alex are back to fight crime. In this, they are tasked to track down two rings that have all names of everybody in protective custody, including Dylan herself. Along the way, they take on Dylan's ex-bad boy boyfriend and and a fallen angel. Can the new Bosley keep the girls safe or will they fracture and split up? Just how the hell did Mick G think he was going to go away with ripping off Mission Impossible 1? How many times will the camera linger on the girls unnecessarily in slow-mo? And how many hair flips can this movie have? I find out here. So the movie opens up in Mongolia with Dylan, played again by Drew Barrymore, playing an ex-angel, downing shots while throwing dice, as you do. Meanwhile, in a basement coming out of a small crate is Alex, played once again by Lucy Liu, as she rescues the captive Ray Carter, played by Robert Patrick. He's the head of the US Marshals, I believe, and he has this magic ring that has a halo list on it, so we'll get back to it later. In Walsy's Natalie, once again played by Cameron Diaz, dressed as a Swiss schoolgirl to distract the horny Mongolian men by riding a mechanical bull. Alex and Dylan are caught trying to sneak out the, as I said, head of the US Marshals, Carter. So Natalie backflips off the bull, flies clean across the room and strikes the kick-ass pose and takes on the men. The crowd parts like the Red Sea as a fat guy with two huge machine guns fires at the girls, so they run for it by jumping out the window and falling all of 50 feet straight on their feet as they run to a hidden truck which handily has a helicopter in the back. The army lock off their escape using a tank at one end and an insane general with a bazooka on the other end. So the angels swerve to dodge missiles and drive straight off the dam. Luckily, they have said helicopter, which handily starts just as they were about to die. How very golden eye. And the CGI in this thing is shit. The freefall stunt looks absolutely abysmal and it is utterly fucking ridiculous. Anyway, on to the extremely toned torso of some pretty boy as his cell phone rings, which he hands to an unseen woman. 
Cut to the titles and reduction to the girls with Charlie once again voiced by John Forsyth, which was his final time. Natalie, the geeky school mascot with two left feet. Alex, the perfect gymnast. And Dylan, the rebel woman wrestler with a David Bowie fetish. And note the wrestler taking Dylan's moonsault is Tyona Reed, the rock stunt double and indeed his cousin. Also a former American gladiator. Now all grown up but still in flashback, Alex is a chess grandmaster, Dylan is a big wheel driver and Natalie is a vet for some reason. Very interesting lives these girls had before Chalad picked them up. Cue more Angel Adventures as angels take on roller ring cheats. What the fuck? Starsky Hutch style car chases, Natalie stealing a priceless sword, and Alex hogtying a cowboy on the freeway. All good adventures, I'm, I'm assuring. Mm. Finally, up explodes the titles, Charles Angels Full Throttle. Although shouldn't this been called Charles Angels High Octane or Charles Angels Everything Fucking Explodes? Cut to an unnamed airstrip, where, surrounded by the SWAT team, the head of the Department of Justice, William Bailey, played by Bruce Willis, heads to a private plane, which does not take off. So he gets his gun, but is shot in the head by a golden gun. And his ring is now stolen, so both rings are now in the open. And note, Bruce Willis only did this cameo for Drew Barrymore as a favour um, for his charity, which she did later. Also, I love how Demi Moore has Bruce Willis shot in the head mere months after the divorce. Cut to Hammer Time by MC Hammer as Natalie is shaking her still non-existing ass. Well, moving in, the other girls join in also. And note, Lucy Lou is wearing high heels here because she couldn't fit in the screen because she was so much shorter than Cameron Diaz. In walks Natalie's boyfriend, Pete, once again played by Luke Wilson, with a letter from Radio High from their 10-year high school reunion. Wait a minute here, 10 years? That means they're, what, 29? 28, 29? Yeah, I think not. Also, step aside, Sandy. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Uh, while helping Natalie move in, Alex's boyfriend Jason, played again by Matt LeBlanc, shows up to be backflipped by Alex after he comes at her from behind, pretending to be a villain. Charlie calls the girls, so they all leave. And here we meet Jimmy Bosley, played by Bernie Mac, of the Bernie Mac show and Transformers movie. And note, he replaced Bill Murray after he refused to work with both Lucy Liu and McGee. Also, McGee hated him because apparently the two had a fight on set. Also up for this role was Will Smith, but Bernie Mac won out, so there we have it. This possibly is brand spanking new to the job, plus as an accountant worried about how much money these girls are spending, such as $5,000 for bulletproof bras, which is important for later. Once Bosley answers a call to Charlie, a huge video screen pops down and Roger Wixon, played by Robert Foster, he's supposed to be the head of the FBI, they, he tasks the angels to track down the both of the rings as they're part of the Halo network, which has every single name of every person in predictive custody, including Dylan, whose real name is Helen Zass. Ahem, <coughs> knocklist, <coughs> knocklist, oh, excuse me, <coughs> Mr. <Mission> Impossible. Ahem, <coughs> anyway, cut to a CSI ripoff as the angels track down a victim of an assassin, because apparently the list is now out in the open. And 
This even has who argue by the who, because McGee has no fucking chance of subtlety. Also note, the nervous cop is not Luke Wilson, but Alex Wilson, the other Wilson brother. So there we have it. In Angel's walk into an old red room, because damn you logic. With the victim dead and a lazy boy, Alex checks him out as Dylan scans the floor for footprints, finding one uh, with that unique uh, sneaker or trainer footprint of a 1989 Air Max Jordan. Nike or Nike. Meanwhile, Natalie finds wax on a doorframe. It's pineapple sex wax news on a surfboard, so they now think it's a surfboard, so down the beach they go. However, cut to Alex's house and we meet her dad, Mr. Mundy, played by John Cleese of Monty Python thing. The joke is, he thinks she works in a hospital where Jason thinks she's a masseur or a prostitute. Uh, he then plants in his head that she's not actually working as a... Uh, what the hell she is in a... What was she again? She's a surgeon or something like that in hospital, but she's now a slut. But that's um, moving the fuck right on. Natalie goes surfing in a burly white bikini, a two-piece of course, and of course the camera lingers on her arse because she's a fucking pervert. As the other two are in some fast food hut watching from the beach with Bosley on a beach trying to blend in, wearing a wetsuit which doesn't even fucking fit him right, and he's terrible at this blending in stuff. While Natalie polishes her board, up walks Madison Lee, played by Demi Moore, of judging Shriptease and Ghost. She's a former angel who took three bullets to the chest uh, and was left for dead. But she survived after she went rogue. What the fuck? And hello, obvious fucking bad guy. Is obvious. Anyway, she introduces herself to Natalie and points out Dylan and Alex is watching on from the shoreline. And note, this is Demi Moore's brand new $500,000 body, which she got by, I'm guessing, plastic surgery and such. Also, this is her first starring role since Striptease in 1997. And cut to a pretty boy surfer, still on the water, played by uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Uh, he is supposed to be this great surfer, blah, 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 moving the fuck quick on. Uh, Dylan pairs on him, so uh, Alex thinks he's the bad guy and indeed the assassin. So then uh, Alex gets um, Natalie to hit on him as Alex plants a bug under his car while Dylan rummages through his stuff. By the way, he strips off his board shorts and drops all his stuff on the beach, but then roars off only wearing a towel and leaves his stuff on the... What the fuck? This movie's terrible. Oh yes, and I forgot an all-important Dylan's daydream of the angels replacing her uh, replacements, rather, including the Olsen twins, because that was hilarious, right? Anywho, Natalie talks dirty to the surfer as Danger, Danger, High Voltage by Electric Six plays. God, that song was fucking terrible. Cut to a coal mine for reasons, as a dirt bike race is happening for more reasons, and spot the pink cameo as a race leader. As real good time by Pink Please, because product placement, y'all. Also spot Pink's husband, Gary Hart, as one of the racers. Natalie buys into race at $2,000 a head. And it's a brawl for all, fucking free for all, no rules. Just get to the finishing line and pick up the money. As Alex finds the pretty boy surfer, Dylan hunts down for Leo, the next target. And he moots a very, very young Shia LaBeouf as Max slash Leo. 
Our favourite hitman, the Thin Man, once again played by Crispin Glover, is here to take on the Angels, or is he? The race starts, it's high flying stunts galore, and note, all the sets are done for real, there's no CGI here, it's all done for real. As breathed by the prodigy plays, the race continues. Surfer Boy, who by the way is a full on assassin and a great surfer, also can do high flying um, bike tricks while having two guns in each hand, which magically appear and reappear and disappear and reappear. Takes down racer after racer, who's going after Leo. So Dylan and Alex join in the race to try to stop him. With the angels on his tail, he pulls out two twin PPKs and shoots the angels. Luckily, Thin Man takes him out with a heel kick to the throat with his handy dandy hidden blade. And note, a PPK only has six shots, not twelve. I swear to god, this guy fired about 57 million fucking shots. Uh, as I said, they appear and disappear and appear and disappear. Uh, what the... What am I saying? This is Charlie's fucking angels, just go with it. Dylan snatches the thin man's necklace as he grabs some of her hair and sniffs it because he's a fucking perv. Searching the, the dead surfer assassin, by the way, a dead surfer assassin. Who the fuck came up with that one? A surfer assassin. Natalie finds photos of all the wannabe victims, including Helen's Zass, i.e. Dylan. Flashback time. But not before Dylan becomes the butt of all the jokes as Helen's Zass. Because McGee is a fucking little 12 year old boy. Anyway, it seems she was mixed up with the Irish crime lord Seamus O'Grady, played by Justin Theroux of Zoolander Movies, American Psycho, and the Bumblebee movie. She saw him gun down a, f a rival gangster and told the cops she was put into witness protection and now, eight years later, he's out looking for revenge. By the way, witness protection, but she's a fucking Charles Angel ass-kicking super spy. Great fucking witness protection there, you know. And note, Drew Barrymore wanted living on a prayer by John Bon Jovi. However, it was too expensive for McGee, so she called up her good friend, Bon Jovi, and he says yes. So there we have it. Cut to O'Grady, Kate Fear style, including the music because McGee has no subtlety, uh, walking out of prison. He's handed the rings and told Dylan will go after them, plus he's given a modern day photo of Dylan. Handily, Max slash Leo has the same necklace as a thin man, so off the girls go to track him down at an orphanage run by nuns. Bosley, in his Aston Martin DB5, takes Max to his mother's to hide him away because the assassins are still after him, because reasons? His mother is played by Jeanette Dubois. She stays in South Central Los Angeles and a joke is no white person will walk into South Central LA because reasons? Also that's fucking racist as fuck. Cut to the angels dressed as nuns and Carrie Fisher cameo as a mother superior because the Blues Brothers. On to flashbacks of young Thin Man played by Zach Shada. Every time he has his hair cut, he does a backflip, screams and snatches a piece of hair and sniffs it because... reasons? Mother Superior then shows the girls a car thin one gave. It's the Surfer 1967 GTO. Natalie finds bird poop in the headlights and IDs it instantly and it's down to the one harbour in town where these seagulls feed. Cut back to Alex's house as Jason meets Alex's dad who implants the idea she's actually a prostitute and not a surgeon. Back to the girls in San Pedro Harbour, the girls are dressed as welders and cue the flash dance joke as What A Feeling by Irene Cara plays. Again, Subtle McGee. 
the angels spy on the ladies and put up a plan to steal the IDs and papers. And I'm not even going to mention the fact that the cell phone camera Alex News to email Bosley the pictures of the ID in the deed is fucking ridiculous. This is an old 2003 um, Samsung, I think it was. And the camera was shit on it, but moving on, she zooms in and has perfect pictures, whatever. Cut to that night at the treasure chest, a strip joint. As all the O'Grady clan goes in there for the night, handy that. Also, the angels are now with the pussycat dolls, dancing to the Pink Panther theme. Alex whips Natalie's clothes off and cue Adita Von T's striptease martini glass type thing. As Diaz soaks O'Grady's worker, Dylan sells his keys and his IDs and papers. Next day, Bosley delivers the angels in an angel statue straight to the bloody ship or the dock where the hell it was. The girls smash out and quickly get dressed because they're naked because reasons. And they look for the halo rings in a stolen shipment of other rings. Luckily, they float in champagne. So Natalie pours a bottle over the shipment of rings and the two halo rings float up to the top. Too bad, in walks old Grady clan headed by Seamus. They take on the angels as Firestarter by Prodigy Plays. Not gonna lie here, this fight scene is pretty fucking rough for PG-13. And in fact, McJetty beg this not to be given a 15 rating, but it was given a... PG rating. And god damn it, Justin Theroux's Irish accent is piss bloody well poor. Though, give us a rings, Helen. Helen, give us a rings. It's pathetic. Tons of wire foo as the girls flip all over the bloody place and kick every O'Grady gang's ass. And I just want to know what the hell brand heels these girls are wearing. And note, the girls are doing all their own fight scenes for real. In fact, Cameron Diaz broke one of the actors' nose by punching him square in the face. The girls barely escape, using weighted tyres to pull themselves out, up, out of the sh- bowels of the ship and the, the news bits of wood to fly down the... Um, uh, what the hell is it? Some sort of rope that tie the, the, the boat to the docks and whatever. Seamus isn't done, however. He gets after the angels who sets fire to the dock. However, he just walks through the fire and this shakes up Dylan. So much so, she runs to Mexico. Where, in a dive bar, she meets former angel Kelly Garrett, played by Jacqueline Smith. Who tells her it was Madison Lee all along. Also, she is the perfect angel. Meanwhile, Natalie goes to her high school reunion, where she finds out Pete was a cock mascot and she was a beaver mascot because hilarity ensues. Cue another dance montage as Natalie shows off yet a bloody well again. And I forgot, Natalie heads to the men's room to pee, where she overhears two old jocks talking about how Pete has it bad for her and he's going to propose and blah 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 blah, she can't get out of the house and this and next thing, blah 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 blah. She thinks he's going to ask her to marry him, but nope, it's a puppy, because funny, right? Back to this serious movie. Hmm. Madison guns down Robert Patrick with her twin golden guns. Take that, 007. And shit, I've got the ridiculous stunt as Alex plants a bug on Robert Patrick's car as he calls Madison. This is in a bobsleigh, which you can barely fucking control. (sighs) Bosley stops him last second, dressed as a lollipop man. So she can escape, they overhear the meeting, and indeed the plan. Which is for every single mobster in America to meet at a hotel to bid for the knock list, oh sorry, hail list, and the winner takes all. 
Anyway, Madison guns down Robert Patrick at the Angel's shop to kick ass. Madison shoots them all dead with her handy-dandy golden guns and then blows up their car for good measure. Something about Madison being big into horoscopes, therefore Dylan knew it was her, but who the fuck cares? Moving on, there's a huge fight between Madison and Natalie. Alex takes on the Grady clan as Dylan takes on Seamus. Thin Man is killed by Seamus. Oh, and this is all because Madison went rogue in the 80s. She got shot in the chest three times and left for dead. Hence why the angels wear bulletproof brass now, because who gives a shit? Get on with it, McGee. And note, before uh, Demi Moore's Madison Lee leaves the Charles Angels HQ, before she blows up the speakerphone, there's pictures of all the former angels on the wall. All the TV angels, that is. Moving on. At Jason's Maximum Extreme 2 opening night, Madison tries to blow up, but Bosley bats her bomb out of the sky with a lead pipe, saving the day. As on the roof, the mobsters are arrested, all but Seamus, who goes to the next hotel because he knows it's Drew Barrymore's arse and not some guys, but moving on. Who takes on Dylan, as I said, whereas Natalie takes on Madison, as Alex takes on every single one of the Irish assassins. After a thin man saves Dylan from Seamus by throwing him off the roof, he stabs him in the back using Thin Man's sword cane, just as about to kiss and talk for his very first time. Madison matches Natalie blow for blow, kick for kick, as Alex finishes off the goons handy dandily. Dylan pulls Seamus off the roof by, I don't know, flipping in midair and catching the lighter for some reason, because she dropped the lighter as she set fire to docks earlier and he picked it up, blah 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 blah. Anyway, he falls to his death, Madison loses, so she blows up the hotel roof and then squirrel flies straight down into an Austin Cobra. The angels land on it, causing her to crash into a theatre where she blows herself up as they're fighting. I mean, her and Natalie are fighting in the, in the theatre and the gas pipe explodes, she fires her guns, she gets straight down to hell because she's a fallen angel, blah 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 blah. Just get on with it already, for God's sake. Pete gives Natalie a dog tag, saying, well, I'm not a dog, I don't want to marry you, I want a dog. Alex and Jason are back together because apparently they split up, who cares? And Dylan is now safe as credits roll. What the hell was the point of this ending, McGee? You paddy us to fuck. So, that was Charles Angels Full Throttle. A total bug nuts, balls to the wall, everything explodes. Beat movie from hell! And I love it, this is insane fun. Never mind, it's utterly ridiculous. And this makes no bloody well sense. Leave your brain at the door and go for this ridiculous joyride. I'm going to give this thing a well over the top 7 out of 10. This is just ridiculous. Just go with it. So I'll come back next week as I look at Tomb Raider 2018. Then wrapping up Fierce Females is Wonder Woman. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And email me, most suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcast of House, Halloween, Hellraiser, Captain America and more. Also my solo podcast of The Thing, The Fog, Elvira, Dracula and many, many more. Also check out my second podcast, The Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, available on Anchor, where every two weeks myself and my co will look at all things B to Z, the very best of the very bad. Hey bye, and remember, I watch these movies so you don't have to. Now I'm off to rock out to pink as you do a bye bye